Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's Attacking Scrum podcast and what a weekend it has been. Two Welsh teams played in European quarterfinals and there's now two Welsh teams in the semi-finals of those European competitions. Coming up over the next 40 odd minutes or so, we will be reliving every hit, every punch, every kick, every try uh, of the magnificent performances from the Scarlets and the Cardiff Blues. Joining me to do that is, of course, Dan Killick. How are you, Dan? Good, Jed. I've had a cracking uh, weekend. Absolutely delighted with the results. I've it's, eaten it's my body weight in chocolate. Did, uh, did you genuinely imagine going into this weekend? I know, regardless of what we've said on the pod in the past, did you genuinely imagine that you'd be, uh, we'd be kind of sat here on, uh, on a Sunday night with both of those teams in, uh, in the European semis? Yeah, I did feel we were going to, both sides were going to get the win. But because um, we both called it, actually, didn't we? We called it last week. Yeah, we we said two wins, didn't we? But you know, there's always that air, isn't there, of, uh, of caution? You always wonder, oh, bloody hell, have we? You know, are we just? <laughs> is it wishful thinking? But fair play, Scarlets and the Blues were outstanding. Yeah, they really, really were, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna get into that in a in a fair amount of detail, as I say, across the next forty minutes or so. Um, before we do that, of course, big thanks to our sponsors, SoCoffeeTrades.co.uk. Uh, make sure you you head over to SoCoffeeTrades.co.uk in order to get your hands on some top quality coffee. Uh, they've been our sponsors for the last uh, well, last well, probably five or six months now, and we're delighted to have them on board. And as always, we will be going through uh, fact or fiction which is the first part of the show if you've never listened before this is where dan and i debate series of statements and decide whether they're fact or they're a load of nonsense and then in the second half of the show we will be uh, we'll be talking about in a, a slight change of pace actually rather than doing sin bin we've got a player of the week feature so make sure you've got your thinking cap on killick uh, ahead of that we've asked some of our uh, some of our fans on the facebook page uh, in order to give us some of their opinions uh, which uh, which they've done and we've also got any other business which is a roundup and also we're going to be looking forward to some pro 14 action as well in amongst all the european stuff we've had this weekend uh, it's a return to domestic duties next week and uh, we'll be previewing that too but as we say the first part of the show is fact or fiction dan give me a number one to five and i'll throw a statement at you one number one no uh, actually, this is a suggestion from our uh, Facebook group, Wales Rugby Fans. If you're not a member of this, make sure you jump on and, and do that. There's loads of chat on there, and this page has grown really, really uh, rapidly over the weekend. And you can, of course, get in touch with us via Twitter, at Attacking Scrum, or via our Facebook page as well. Um, but this is our Facebook group, Wales Rugby Fans. And a big thanks to Nick Humphrey, who's uh, actually suggested two fact or fictions for this week, which uh, makes it a lot easier for us, Dan. 
because uh, it's meant we haven't had to do as much homework. So big thanks to Nick yeah, for that. Yeah, I've been putting a lot in lately. Yeah, oh yeah, you've been uh, you've been flat out, of course. Uh, but right, number one, two teams in European semi-finals is more important for player development uh, than Wales internationals this year. Fact or fiction? Oh, oh, oh. that is some question. Do you know what, Dan? As well, if you spent a bit more time on that Facebook group, like a lot of our uh, like a lot of our listeners and a lot of our fans on Facebook do, then uh, you know this wouldn't have caught you by surprise. But it has. What are you saying? Yeah, it has. I'm. Um, yeah, let's go with fact on that. Let's go with fact because a lot of the uh, a lot of the Welsh players <coughs> are featuring, aren't they, in um, for the Scarlets? Mm-hmm. There's a good number. Well, there's a few for the uh, few in the blue setup as well. Um, and it just exposes, doesn't it, a lot of the, you know a lot of players basically to you know high level rugby. Um, and a, you know a number of people have said that it's not you know it, it, it's the step up, the step up from international. Some of these games anyway are running pretty close, aren't they, to yeah. to the intensity in in a number of the international games. Um, yes, of course there is. You know it is different. But I think it's I think it's huge, it's massive for us, isn't it? And that's why I'm just it's just been such a great weekend really that we've got two sides there featuring in you know, featuring in the uh, in the latter stages now of the of the cup, albeit the blues in, in you know, the slightly uh, the slightly weaker competition. It's still there's still some tough, tough operators there. But we've said so this, fact. we've said this before as well, that actually it's it's been really to the detriment of of Welsh rugby over the last few years that we haven't had haven't had sides in the in the latter stages of it and that really is you know i know certainly it's, it's something that warren gatland looks at as a bit of an acid test isn't it that's why he sometimes has ref, you know reverted back to his to his tried and tested players because that's kind of his barometer and if you haven't got the world sides in the you know in the quarters and the semis of of european competition it's a hard thing to judge yeah absolutely i mean yeah, he does. You know, there's there's often been calls, as not in the past for players to be um, to be given caps, and he's basically in a roundabout way said, "Look, I'm not going to pick that particular player because we haven't seen him exposed at a high enough level. And if they had been if they had been playing in, you know, the highest, you know, these these sorts of you know Champions Cup and alike, then we may have seen, you know, you can you can just see basically, can't you, whether a player is." Is is likely to step up at the international level or not? Because it's not that much of a gap, um, or it's far greater anyway than the than the Pro 14 um, certainly would be. Yeah, because we've we've said again. I think back to when we first started doing this podcast, and we had the debate back then, as we've been having most of this season, about who Wales' best ten is in order to play a more expansive style of rugby. And at that point, we were banging the drum quite hard for for Sam Davis, who's arguably the forgotten the forgotten 10 within Wales uh, because of a lot of his performances, which at that point, you know, were behind an Ospreys pack going forward in the Pro 14. And, you know, it's kind of, it's not quite transpired in the way that Sam would have hoped. Do you think, though, that there's a lot of players in, in those Scarlets and Blue sides that will have really enhanced their their cause off the back of these cup runs? Oh, definitely. Absolutely, yeah. I mean... You know, let's have a look at let's let's have a quick chat about you know Jack, so Jared Evans mm. playing for the Blues against Edinburgh. So that is that's a Pro 14 game, isn't it? Basically, you know, two sides. Um, well, actually, know each before other. we get into that, the, this is the point: is that, and again, this is where I think that the Pro 14 does lack that intensity sometimes. Is that Edinburgh and Cardiff Blues will play each other in that league, but. There's always so much going on, you know, whether the players have just got back from international duty or you've got, you know, you're kind of you're resting someone because you've got a big European fixture the following week. There's all yeah, the limitations that sometimes the league comes second because it's not always been that meritocracy like it is in the in the English Premiership and like it is in the uh, in the top 14 in France that you do sometimes get these fixtures that don't have that same level of intensity. And, and the and the selections as well, doesn't it? You see, exactly. you know, you look at the you look at the Cardiff Blues side. So they picked, you know, obviously having Anscombe at fifteen. Um, they they were, you know, Danny Wilson was obviously looking for. Uh, he wanted somebody that was going to be secure, measured, and assured. Um, 
and and that's why Anscombe got the nod there. And if it was a Pro 14 game, we probably, you know, quite possibly wouldn't we wouldn't have seen him feature maybe there, you know. Um, so the selections there, are. I disagree on that. I think Danny Wilson went uh, went for um, a more aggressive game plan in his in his selection in key positions. Actually, we mentioned last week about how how well Thomas Williams and Jared Evans had looked the previous week in the Pro 14, and I wasn't sure that that Wilson would go with that same selection. We said that's very much our kind of, or certainly my kind of selection. Yeah, the combo, the combo was great. <laughs> you know, two players <laughs> whose first instinct is to, is to look to attack. And then having Anscombe as another option at 15. I actually think Wilson went for um, went for a really attacking lineup. It would have been hard. For, I think it would have been really hard for him to, to, have, to have not picked, um, you know, uh, Jared and... and and uh, and Williams, mm. um, but yeah, I I had a sneaky feeling he was gonna he was gonna pick Lloyd. I thought he was. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to pick. You'd have to. I said Jared. I think was get, was was set in stone there for ten. But um, I did think Lloyd would probably start, um, and uh, and and Thomas would come on. But actually, yeah, fair play to Danny Wilson. He stuck to his guns, didn't he? And the, they delivered. They really did. I mean, Jared in particular was outstanding, wasn't he? With with, with you know with those kicks. I mean, they were causing there was causing variation there. There was every kind of kick in there from Jared Evans yeah. in there. There was those little grubbers in the greasy, the greasy conditions that caused trouble. There was big up and unders. And to be fair, Anscombe did the same thing. There was those little dinks over the top, which Anscombe read perfectly and got on the end of. And yeah, yeah, I thought the kicking game was outstanding. From uh, they certainly done their homework, didn't they? Yeah, they had, and it, and it paid dividends. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really astute, and it. You know, we said it a few times. I'm going to say it again. It's so sad, isn't it? Danny Wilson's leaving. Um, He he doesn't want to go, does he? You can see it. And you can see as well the the players' reaction as Danny's come onto the pitch at the end. They they're desperate to do this for him, aren't they? They're doing it for him. Yeah, yeah. Because I I feel as if they, you know, he doesn't want to go. All right. Last Um, last part on this on this first point about the European semi-finals or reaching the European semi-finals being more important for player development. I want think... to get your take on this, mind as okay. well, because it's it's a very good question. It is, and I think I would. My argument is somewhere in between the two. It's not quite fact. It's not quite fiction. It's it's friction is how I would describe this one. <laughs> and so, look, I think it is massively important. It's certainly a much bigger barometer than the Pro 14 is. I just wonder whether the physicality of of international rugby, uh, you know can have a little bit more a little bit more to show uh, I think particularly if you were to say the from the the challenge cup upwards um, versus the you know versus the Heineken cup so I, I don't think it's entirely true but what I would say is it is massively positive to have two Welsh sides there and it's going to give a real a real boost to both of those both of those teams and all of the players within it so I'm, I'm sat on the fence here, which is normally your job. But if I'm pushed into it, go on, why not? Let's actually go. Let's go for fact. Let's I've, taught, yeah, myself, I've exactly. taught myself around. It's, it's huge for, for, for Welsh rugby, isn't it? So if you look at outside of the, outside of the actual the games itself and the intensity that's there, um, it's, it's sort of the bigger, the bigger picture within it, isn't it? It just keeps, you know, we're absolutely bouncing. You know, it's, I can't wait for the... For the next round, the players will be. It, it, it gives a real lift to to Welsh rugby as a whole, doesn't it? Um, it does. And it's, it's been superb to see so many of the fans actually, you know, from different regions getting behind sides that they wouldn't usually support as well, which I think is massive. Yeah, um, I think so. And you know, I lo- like we said before, I love the rivalry, and you know, there's nothing there's nothing better than those derby days that you get in. Uh, you know, you get around Christmas, and everyone kind of gets really riled up for that. But likewise, you know. I would much rather watch. I'd much rather watch Cardiff, Cardiff win than watching a, you know, than watching a Scottish or an English or a French side go through, you know. So it's yeah, I, I think it definitely helps. And we were discussing off air. We're sat here saying, right, well, which which semi final do we uh, do we want to try and go to? Do we want to go to Dublin or do we want to go? Do we want to go to Cardiff? Yeah, and that'd be happening up and down the country, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously it's. It's well documented that your, you know, your boys, the dragons, you know, that's that's who you support, but they're not there, and so you're going to go and watch one of the others. It's great. It is right. Let's move on then. Done. Next one. Give us a number between two and five. Four. 
thought. Right, actually. Um, have an easier one now. <laughs> okay, all right, you can have an easier one. And uh, we're going to stick with the Cardiff Blues then, actually. I'm going to say Cardiff Blues are favourites to go through to the to the final. So they play Poe in the next round. Home advantage. Cardiff Blues are favourite. Fact or fiction? That's an easy one, I think, for me. Fact. I can't. I just cannot see Cardiff Blues losing. They haven't lost many of they over the last. What is it? Eight, tremendous form. Uh, yeah, I think it's eight wins on the, on the bounce, isn't it? Something like that. And I suppose it's um, slipped a little bit under the radar because we've had Six Nations, etc., which is a bit yeah. of a distraction. But they've just been building quietly and confidently, and um, they yeah, they just they're getting better and better, aren't they? Um, I do remember another Welsh region building quietly and confidently under the radar while the yeah. internationals were on last year, and that team yeah. uh, that team was called the Scarlets, and they they went yeah, on to, they lift, didn't do uh, too to lift the Pro 12 <laughs> title. So, you know, maybe we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves now. But to come back to that semi-final, you don't see any reason why they won't get through. No, I can't see. I can't see the Blues losing. I think the there'd be a full house down there. Um, that's probably going to be the game that we'll go to, isn't it? Um, hopefully get on the terraces and um, that drum will be, uh, will be <laughs> the drum be banging the drum, out yeah the drum you've been yeah. banging on about pun intended it was yeah it was great to hear it actually over in over in Scotland um, I could hear it it was really going um, so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna I just can't see them losing at all but can you see him can you see him slipping up well yeah look I think anything happens right you know semi-final it's knockout it's knockout rugby. I'm not. I yeah, but they're quite, enjoying their rugby, aren't they? As they're... bullish as you, but I would certainly say they're favourites. You know, I think you have to say they're favourites with home advantage and the kind of I rugby. I think it's a certain. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a certain. They're sure like. to get through for me. It's good. I'm, you know, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you're as confident as as that. I would say. I would say fact that they're favourites, but I wouldn't say that it's a certainty. I don't think anything is a certainty when it comes to. You know, when it comes to semi-final. Uh, semi-final rugby uh, but one thing is as we've said that they're going to be taking this very very seriously the other the other thing that we've got to kind of factor in here are Poe going to be no I think they will I think once you get to this stage of the tournament if you're in the semi-final you look, the, the French sides if you've got them in the pool that's a slightly different scenario when you get to the semi-finals I think it's a it's a different kettle of fish you know they've uh, you know they they beat the reigning champions in the in the quarterfinals, so I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be writing Poe off, and I, I think they will be taking it seriously. Uh, but you know, the Blues have got. We we always criticise the French sides for prioritising the league. The Blues have got big league considerations of their own. They've got an outside sniff for the playoffs. They want to make sure they secure Heineken rugby, Heineken Cup rugby for themselves. Which, you know, let's be honest. As much as Danny Wilson's going to want that silverware, it is really, really important that. The, if there is an opportunity to secure top top level European rugby, that they get it. You know, financially, it's so much it's so much of a boost for the region. So there's a couple of plates to be spinning here. Yeah, there is a lot of players that though um, you know with the injury the injury issues that the Cardiff Blues had at the certainly the start of the season. There's a lot of players now back in contention, isn't there? Um, squad looks strong, good depth, and. Um, but so much for me comes down to to Jared. If they can keep if they can keep Jared in the form he's in, I mean he's he's bordering on unplayable. Um, that's I mean that's a big that's a big statement. I, he, 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 I mean he is though. He's, he he just you know Edinburgh are a really well drilled side and defensively you, a very good side as well. Yeah, they're not the most you know they're not the most expansive. Obviously Blair Kinghorn just he's a beautiful runner, isn't he? Yeah. Um, he just cuts open sides. Oh, wasn't it? Yeah, he's. He's a, he's a great he's a great chap, isn't he? Quite niggly, mind, wasn't he? There was a few little uh, yeah. Was it was it him who put, uh, He put Lloyd over the he put uh, Lloyd through the advertising hoardings, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, but to break down, you know, to break down the uh, uh, their sort of their sort of defence to make them look, you know, look really shaky at times. I think is testament to well, firstly the coaches, um, but also the execution that. Uh, the execution of Jared Evans because the, the 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 weight on the kicks, um, and then the position that he get himself in then, just in case the kick you know 
when awry, he was he'd be tucking himself back in a different position. It was it was lovely, lovely to watch. And um, yeah, obviously Thomas is a big part of that as well, isn't he? Yeah, I think he is. I I I put a little tweet out yesterday, and I really what I really enjoyed about watching Thomas Williams. As you know, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, it's no secret that I'm a, I really enjoy watching him play. But there was a couple of times where Dacey went for a really clean strike off the um, off the Blues put in. So we have a really clean strike on the scrum and the ball popped out the back on, a, on at least two, if not three occasions. And rather than being startled because, you know, he had a preemptive box kick in his head and he was going to kick the ball away or... You know, sometimes my criticism of scrum halves is they can be a bit formulaic in the modern day. What I loved is a ball squared at the back and his first thought was brilliant. There's a chance to run here. And I absolutely love that about him. I think you instinctive. need instinctive players. Yeah, mm. instinctive is a word we yeah. we often overuse, but I really do think that that's, that's, a, that's a brilliant quality. I, I think he's growing and growing and he's growing. He's showing some real maturity, isn't he? Which, you know, he didn't get a... A lot of people were calling for him to have a... You know, probably have a run out really against um, against Italy. Mm. Um, you know, in the Six Nations, he didn't get it, did he? Um, and I guess the the temptation is maybe to come back in and force things a little bit, and he hasn't, has he? Held onto the ball when he should do. He's, you know, his, his kicking game was 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 fairly was fairly all right. Um, and um, that's, that's Sam Warburton esque punditry that is done. His kicking game was fairly all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so uh, you throw me now completely. <laughs> but I, so um, you're, a, Jared, you're a formulaic pundit, Dan. That's why you're yeah, not an instinct. Yeah. You're not an instinctive one. I got my I got my scripts here now. Um, but yeah, Jared needs to uh, needs to say a big thank you to uh, to the to the back row boys as well. I think and uh, and keep them keep them sweet because uh, God, they're getting through some work. They are getting through some work, and we're going to talk about them in. A little I moment. We will be. We will be. And we've got three more subjects to cover in fact or fiction. But first, we're going to take a very quick break. Right, three more to go then, Dan, on fact or fiction. So we have number two, number three, and number five. Which one are you going to go for? Two. Two. All right. This is another one from uh, from our pal Nick Humphrey, who's submitted this via the. Wales rugby fan group on he's caused, he's caused mayhem on the first question I hope this one is a little bit softer Ooh, I don't know Dan uh, now you watched the you watched the Munster game as well didn't you I did Good. well bits of it bits you, of uh, it. you watched the Munster game which uh, which I didn't so you're uh, I've given myself a way out yeah no you haven't no you haven't right, you are <laughs> I've seen the much, Conway try are, to put it that way you are in the firing <laughs> line here right so this one uh, this one says referees like players lose form and Nigel Owens is currently out of form, fact or fiction? Oh, 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 oh. Oh. Genuinely, now I have I only saw bits of the game, but I have seen a fair bit on um, on social media about Nigel Owens being called out and saying that he's uh, he's off song. Um, I, I'd have to look back over the the these calls to have a look at whether he's uh, whether he's made a few errors, but if he's if there's that much activity online, then he probably has done something, something wrong. Well, more, um, to, more to the point, though, the more the more top level issue here. Yeah. Do referees lose form? Because we expect referees. Well, yeah. I mean, know, we expect referees to get the right call every single time. Now, of course, they don't because they're. Well, they're not. Yeah. They're not. They're not going to with it. I mean, they're going to. They're going to have days where um, it's not going quite right, and then I suppose form. A referee would probably link it to playing you know refereeing a game they'd link it to actually playing playing the game and if they're feeling like things are going their way then you know they're uh when they when they assess themselves and look at the game thereafter if they they're happy with the way in which they ref the game um and the majority of calls have been correct then they're going to feel on top of the world and and uh so yeah i think i think form and confidence does will come into it mm-hmm. um undoubtedly it's it's they're, they're human so you're gonna you're gonna have that that element. Have you have you looked at any of the calls? Is there is there much in it? Haven't seen the game, Dan. Right, next one. <laughs> Here we are. At least I openly admit I haven't seen it. Right. <laughs> well, I did as well. <laughs> you didn't. Yes, yesterday you're te- you're texting me saying, "Oh, what about this from Conway? What a finish to the Munster game." You're tweeting out saying this. You've been rumbled, Killick. You've been absolutely. Yeah, I saw rumbled. the con- the the Conway try, and I'm glad I flicked. 
I, I need to call in Victoria. Victoria, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, I flicked on. It's ten minutes to go, Convicted, and I'm convinced, glad I convinced, did. Can Mrs. Killick tell us uh, tell us whether Nigel Owens is out of form or not? Would she, would she have a better stab at she'd it? Probably, I tell you what, she's bet, she, she'd be better than me on this. <laughs> to substitute me. Um, right. That was, a, that was an incredible try, Mike. Yeah, actually, we've Oh, you've seen it, have you? Oh, yeah, oh. I've seen that, Dan, yeah. There we are. Oh, I saw it on social media, just like you were following the reaction to to, uh, to Nigel Owen's decisions. Yeah, oh, I've there seen that, are. of course. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, it's no, good. it was an amazing finish. You have to say yeah. that. It's just... Uh, the take. The take, and I think it's just the change of pace, and it's that gear change. Where it's a lovely bit of um, lovely, lovely uh, positional play from the uh, from his teammates, wasn't it? Just a sort of stand still, um, a little bit of it wasn't blocking, was it? But um, yeah, you got you got to be a bit cute with these things, haven't you? Yeah, Tipperick is the master of that. He is. He's very, very every good game. It. And you, never, you never see him ping for it as well, which is another no, love. No, and the holding on as well. But anyway, I'm going off. No worry. Right, we got two. We got two to go. Then done. Three or five. Five. Josh Navidi will end up playing in England. Fact or fiction? And this is another. Just, it's another one that's been submitted to us. Um, yeah. That's just submitted via Twitter. And again, I've been I've been absolutely rumbled here because I can't remember who's done it. I feel it's one of our uh, it's one of our Ospreys, uh, one of our Ospreys fans. Um, yeah. I did see. This. I did see this. It's it's yeah. It's a good one. I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we 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 had a little chat about uh, Josh Navidi um, being what being a player that's going to be on, he's going to be on everyone's radar. And I mean everyone's because the guy plays week in week out, um, and he never has a poor game. I, I I cannot remember him having a poor game. Well, I put I put this so, up on I put this up on Twitter again yesterday off the page. It's like, why do I keep questioning Josh Navidi? You know, I keep, I keep coming back to it when we play. You know, I mentioned that oh maybe we got the selection wrong against you know against England in the back row, and for some reason I just I keep having this niggling doubt about him not being big enough. And then you watch him play yesterday. I think the Blues had four turnovers in the first half, all of which were him. Oh, he's. I mean, his size is—he's—he's pound—he's pound for pound. He's got to be one of the one of the strongest in the squad, if not the strongest. I mean, you know, he's carrying then as well. He makes extremely hard yards with with often a load of players on his back, and that's you know that's another side to his game that's not often talked about. So the guy on, a, on at a club level, you would you'd absolutely want him in your side. And then you get into the positions. He can play six, seven, and eight. He looked a proper I mean, seven who, yesterday, though, didn't he? Who who can do that? Yeah, he, he he did. He does. And and I think at club level, he's yeah, he's absolutely good enough, um, more than good enough to be to be a seven. But I, I um, the the reason why you probably doubt is that there's going to be there's going to be games when Warburton's back fit that you would. You'd play Navidian, Navidian in, in 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 some games, and you'd have Sam in others, um, well, or maybe Jenkins, even, of course. Well, yeah, or maybe even you'd have you'd, you know you'd switch, you'd have uh, Navidi at six in some of the games, and 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 Warburton, um, Warburton at seven because Warburton needs to be managed more effectively because his body. Um, but there can't be any questions about about uh, Navidi. I don't think anymore. Um, and the Cardiff, the Cardiff Blues will will tell you that, you know, the guy's been phenomenal for for years. You know, talking four or five years. You know, um, he's only young. That's the that's the thing about it as well. It feels he's as if he's been round. For... He? He's got plenty yeah. to go. Yeah, and he just had that bloody nose, didn't he? You know that he obviously took a knock on in early doors. He's just heading everywhere. He's he's a, he's a great guy. You'd want him. You'd want him alongside you, wouldn't you? You really would. You would. The question is though, right? Does he see his future? Does he see his future in Cardiff, or would he be tempted? You know, would he be looking at it? I suppose the big thing here is his international future. Now, it looks very much like Gallen rates him very, very highly. He's constantly come back to him over the Six Nations, and you know he had a rest in the Italy game when uh, when he went for for Cubby and Justin Tipperick as kind of dual sevens. And then come the the final game, 
Navidi was back in there. If you're Justin Tipperick, uh, sorry, if you're Josh Navidi, you sat there thinking, right, there's so many so many great sevens in Wales that it's going to be difficult. I'm going to take a payday. Or is he going to sit there and think, hang on a minute, that seven shirt is mine and Sam's going to have to wrestle it off me, club and country. Yeah, he, he, for me, for me, it's going to be um, fiction for the time being because his time, his time will come. He'll, he's going to get offers. He's going to get offers from France, England, you name it. Um, but for the moment, he is, he's hot. You know, Gatland really likes him. We know that, and um, he'll back himself to be, to be in and around that, um, uh, you know, that back row, that back row, and World Cup coming up. You know, you wouldn't. Why would you? Why would you go anywhere other than stay in Wales? He's he's also, you know, he's he's been at the Blues, isn't he, for for donkey's years now. Yeah. So he seems to be really enjoying it there. No, I think you're right. He's Cardiff boy as well, isn't he? I um, yeah, no, I think he. I actually think you're right. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna stick around. But there is a, a real wealth of of sevens in Wales, as we say, and we're very lucky to have that. Because I thought Ellis Jenkins was great yesterday as well. I'm, was, a, I'm yeah, a big, big fan of his. And that, um, I mean, obviously a very fortuitous try, the uh, the first <laughs> try. But it's the head. Yeah, I mean, oh God, I think Fowles will. He's going to live with that forever, isn't he? Um, and it, you know, it's not a particularly fun one to have to live with, but what I really do like was just the the fact that he, you know, he never thought Ellis Jenkins is, is constantly looking. He's only got eyes for that ball, and when you see it take the deflection, he's got underneath it a bit like a a bit like a cricket fielder. You know, as a ball catches the outside edge, you know, he's just tracking it, tracking it, tracking it, knowing where the boundary is, and he's uh, and he's made it with a with a diving catch. So uh, I yeah. thought he had a great game too. It's, it's so easy to miss those, isn't it? For him to be in that, for him to be that wide out, um, yeah, it's just a, just a great try. It was so. Yes, that was from uh, that was from Nathan Davis on Twitter. So yeah, thanks, uh, thanks Nathan for sending that one in. Right, last one then, Dan. And uh, I feel like we've spoken about we've spoken about Cardiff quite a lot here. So let's bring it back to the Scarlets. And this is the final one. And a few people have mentioned this to us. And um, uh, in particular, Gareth Davis on Twitter has done so. Not that Gareth Davis, I don't think. Uh, nor is it the the one in charge of the uh, in charge of the union. But a Gareth Davis has uh, has mentioned to us pretty much that Scarlets have nothing to fear in Dublin, even though it's virtually a home stadium for Leinster. Fact or fiction? I'll go with well fiction on this because there is there is a lot to fear. I mean they you know their performance today was was mighty impressive. Mm-hmm. They're a very very good outfit, um, and obviously there's a load of Irish players. Uh, you know, featuring in that Leinster side, and um, it took we, you know, we talk of confidence being such a big thing. Yet, you know, the Scarlets boys are, uh, you know, going to feel on top of the world, but they're going to have so, you know, so are the uh, so are the Leinster team. So there is a lot to fear, but you know, do I think the Scarlets can win? Yeah, I do, I do. But it's going to be extremely difficult, especially going over to Ireland with the game being at the Aviva. Um, and there's been a lot of uh, uh, a lot of chat about this, isn't there? With it, be, you know, you know, is that a home, uh, uh, you know, home advantage there, really? Yeah, Even it's not their home ground. I mean, let's um, let's clear that one up first of all. I mean, I would again, I, without knowing the the commercial implications of this, I would much rather see neutral semi-finals. I've always thought that right back to the early Heineken Cup days, you know, and I'm sure there is there is a lot of work that shows, you know, kind of commercially you need to know where the semi-finals are, are going to be. But do you not just think it'd be so much better to have that at a neutral venue? I, yeah, I do. And probably because, you know, I want the, I want the, I'm, I'm, I want the Scarlets to win. Um, but, you know, Leinster, you know, Leinster topped the group, you know, haven't they? They've, they've, are they are they are they favouring the uh, the winning side there or what's the so you saying it's predetermined and so that's yeah that's it yeah I don't, well in which case just give them a you know give them a home semi final completely then I, it just feels like a bit of a weird halfway house you know that if if Saracens had won it it was going to be played in Coventry you know I don't know it's just a it's just a bit of a weird scenario for me and. I don't know. Personally, I think I think neutral semis would be amazing, but you know, I suppose there's a lot more logistical and and commercial implications for that. 
but to bring it back to Scarlet, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you on here and I'm going to say it's fiction. I don't think they have anything to fear. I think there are lots of things to be wary of. There's no way in hell they're going to underestimate Leinster. And Leinster are probably favourites for that game because of the home advantage. But at the same time, Scarlet's went there and uh, went over to, to Dublin and, and beat Leinster with 14 men in the Pro 12 semi-final last year. They destroyed Munster at the Aviva in the final. I don't think there's any, and they're playing, they're playing some absolutely incredible. I don't think there's anything to fear, put it that way. I don't think this is like kind of, you know, Wales going up against New Zealand, where you always have that niggling doubt at the back of your mind and go, we're going to need absolutely everything to go our way here. I think if Scarlets play their best, they've got every chance of winning this game. I, yeah, I, I feel that the Scarlets can certainly win, but, um, that Leinster side is a good outfit. It really is. And it's, this is going to be one huge, huge game. Um, hopefully, you know, all of uh, Lethley and, and, uh, and, and further out as well will, uh, will be prepping now to, uh, to get over to, get over to Ireland because, um, we know the Scarlet's fans travel really well, don't we? And they're going to be needed out there. That's for sure. That's true. I suppose the advantage though of playing it in, playing it in the Aviva is you've got a, you know, you've got 55, thousand yeah. seat stadiums so yeah you could have uh, an absolutely amazing atmosphere on that. well that's the other thing that's been mentioned isn't it when people have said why is it being played at certain is the uh, is the capacity of yeah, a number of the of number of the stadiums doesn't fit um so yeah um really really looking forward to that it's probably a little bit too far for us to go is it i don't know i still haven't i still haven't made my mind up i think you're you're uh you're edging towards us going to watch the cardiff scottish cardiff blues whereas I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of thinking maybe we should go further afield and we get we get a, we get to watch the Scarlets game. Get the canoe out and uh, sail over. That's it. Well, yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to mull that one over off air. But we've got a bit of time anyway. We have got well, yeah, not that long, but yeah, we've got we've got a few weeks to to figure out how to uh, how to go about that. Um, Quick mention for uh, James Davis on the well. Way. Actually, I was going to I was going to bring us on to, to player of the oh, week okay. now. Actually, and I think let's start with let's start with the Scarlets. Uh, let's start with the Scarlets. There, which players really stood out for you in the Scarlets game? James Davis. <laughs> did uh, he? he did. He did. Yeah. It's just you know to play on the wing. I thought maybe they would have. I thought maybe they would have. They would have you know tried to stand him up or. He just and and then he goes and, and and has that incredible run, doesn't he, down the far right? Gets the offload, and he just looks absolutely at home there. Mm. Um, I mean, like he looks he looks frustrated at times, as if he just he probably just wanted to come off the wing, didn't he? Get involved and get a couple of turnovers, and um, he didn't want to be on the wing, but unbelievable from him. Yeah, I mean, no, who, I think you know, what back row players can do that. I was going to say, I think that the test who can do that is that he didn't look uncomfortable out on the wing. But no, what I don't know, I just love seeing him get his hands on the ball as much as possible, whether it be yeah. an attack or over the ball. I just love seeing him in the thick of the action. So I don't know. In my, I think if I was in that scenario, and it, obviously in hindsight it doesn't matter, but if I was in that scenario and I was Pivak, I'd have been tempted to bring on Dan Jones. Move patch to full back and move half penny to the wing. I think would have been my immediate response. But it speaks volumes of how highly they rate James Davis that they just went, oh no, fine, he'll he's a back rower, but he'll slide <laughs> on the wing. He'll slide on the wing. It's incredible, isn't it? Can you imagine Warburton, you know, being being pushed out to, uh, you know, uh, imagine Peter Winterbottom moving <laughs> over to the wing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. Or that's another thing altogether, isn't it? Budge Poutney. Imagine those players getting slipped over to the wing. Jeez, yeah. But there are a few, you know, you look at the back row now, see, there are a few, you know, Ellis Jenkins you could see potentially, mm. you know, if he had to. I mean, I know he was he played scrum half, didn't he, the other, uh, started in the scrum half yeah. the other week. Um, but you can imagine him maybe doing a job. Um, you know, Tipperick, you know. Uh, well, so, so, yeah, we... Tipperick, Tipperick should be playing 10 for every side he's in. Yeah, it's just, just anywhere in the backs, please, yeah. Um but that's at that you know at that stage of the game to play there. It's not like you're having 20 minutes, is it? And your you know your side is trying to sort of you know protect you and keep the bloody ball away from mm. 
a forward being on the wing. Um, you know, you you put you put certain you put certain backs on the wing that aren't that aren't wingers, and they'll be they'll be exposed. So it's just incredible, really, from him. And well, what what is the you were saying about what is it? Players of the you know players of the uh, of the week. It's, it's going to be difficult to move past him. Really? Well, again, yeah, look, I thought I thought he did a good I thought he did a good shift, but he certainly wouldn't be in my. I, I certainly don't think he would. Well, be you've got you've got to. A forward ending up on the wing I for know, that length you of look the game. At, you look at how hard a game that was up front, and you look at oh, Ken, Owens. Shift Ken Owens put in. Yeah, I thought, I thought John Barkley was absolutely superb yeah. as well. You know, crucial turnovers, brilliant carries. I mean, I don't even think John Barkley's an eight, but he looks so good at eight. You know, it's hard to argue. Um, so I he don't know. I think they're monumental. Playing, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's you know it's great. You know, obviously I love. I love James Davis, but and as uh, you know, as, as comfortable as he looked on the wing, I think in a game like that, it's very hard to look past Ken Owens and Tyburn and and John Barkley. It's difficult to argue against that. Yeah, I mean, um, Ken Owens was that was an unbelievable performance from him, wasn't it? Um, Barkley was immense, absolutely brilliant. He's going to be he's going to be missed, isn't he? Really is. Um, you know, Tyke Burns being, you know, gets you know gets a huge amount of chat, um, and he was you know, he's almost a candidate for man of the match, isn't he? Every single game. But John Barkley, over the years, you know, those two boys leaving, geez, um, they got some. You know, the guys coming in they got some big shoes to put, you know, to fill. Um, I think Ken Owens really would be my pick out of. Yeah, out of the, out of those boys there, um, but I, I, I just keep on hopping back to to James Davis because it's so uh, they they would have been trying to to probably um, to expose him, but they they weren't able to, um, and that's obviously then testament as well to the rest of the Scarlet side that that managed to you know to keep the uh, keep the action I suppose away from him to a degree because. Yeah, he can slot in there, but there's no doubt about it that if they had been coming down the channel continuously, he probably would have been opened up a little bit. So, you know, it's a great, great team performance. Any quick honourable mentions for uh, for Cardiff Blues players too? Uh, we, well, Navidi was yeah. Navidi was brilliant, wasn't he? Um, I thought this. I thought the centres went 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 pretty well. Caused a fair bit of mayhem, didn't they? Um, uh, what else did we have? Seb Davis got through. It was fairly sort of quiet, wasn't he? But he he got through a lot of work. Um, I thought the front row did all right. Yeah, I did. Consi- I thought you know considering off the bench as well. I thought the um, I thought the replacements did a really good job. And uh, the George and Perikeshvili, who you know yes. we've we've given a bit of stick to every now and again. When he looked a little bit in trouble at the scrum, he then he then pulls it around with a uh, with subsequent ones. So actually, you know. I, I think there was a uh, yeah, really one scrum in particular. He, he did he did superbly. They were right under the cosh, weren't they? And uh, he um, he did brilliantly in in that one one scrum in particular. Um, yeah, so so hats off to him. Um, All right. Yeah, I, th- good, I think we're going to go for Ken Owens here, though, aren't we? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Let's go with Ken Owens. All right, Ken Owens, Player of the Week. So very quickly then to to finish any other business. Now, obviously, there's been a lot of reforms this week, and it's been such a busy week in Welsh rugby that, you know, the, the reforms have obviously made a fair amount of a fair amount of news. We're not going to have time to really go into it tonight, and I think it's one that we want to do properly because it's something that, that you and I both feel very kind of passionately about. So that's something that we want to we want to make sure we can dedicate enough time to. So hopefully, over the next. Uh, you know, the next few weeks we'll be able to to put together a you know another um another kind of special on that. We you know where again we'd like to to get some input from from our listeners and some of our some of our wider network too. So don't think that we're uh, don't think that we're ignoring that. But we're gonna have a quick look ahead to the Pro 14 games next week uh, before we before we wrap up for the evening. So just want to get a, a couple of predictions from you then, Dan. So Ospreys versus Connacht on Friday night. Ospreys. Yeah? Yep. Ospreys win. 
And that's that. Oop. And that's that, is it? That's that, yeah. I, don't, I, think, I think I lost you then momentarily. Yeah. Um, yeah, Osprey's win. You're going for Con, are you? No, I, th- I think home advantage would be enough for the O's there. Um, yeah. I think they've started to recover a bit of form now. You know, it's not been the prettiest season for them. Uh, but, yeah, I think, um, you know, they've, they've got class in that lineup, haven't they? And I think they're going to want to finish the season strongly. So I would expect a strong lineup from the Ospreys. And I think they're going to want to build a bit of momentum going into going into Judgment Day. So, yeah, I'm going for the Ospreys there. Could be a big, could be a big, uh, big finish of the season for the Ospreys, couldn't it? Just getting getting a good number of wins now. Well, I think well, they need I think they need it just for for confidence sake. For so long they they were the you know the the most talked about side in Wales and certainly the most consistent during the pro era. And um, you know I I think there'll be a few people whose noses are put out of joint by the um, by the success of the Scarlets. And you know not that I'm not saying a, a win at home to kind of solves all that, but at the same time I think they're going to want to they're going to want to get to get back to winning ways. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for the Ospreys there. Blues are away at the Cheetahs. And again, this is, this is a tricky old oh, fixture, isn't it? It's a tough, it's a tough at game, At this Matt. point in the season, with a European campaign, chasing the playoffs, you can't afford to take your foot off the gas. But, uh, you know, this, this is a really, really big one for them. Cheetahs are someone they're in, they're in direct competition with. Oh, that's that's, that's going to be... You can see that being a potential banana skin, but... The Blues can't afford to lose this, so I'm going to go with uh, the Cardiff Blues win. Um, oh, but I think it's going to be—I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be very tight. Horrible nagging feeling that she is, might just edge that one. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's some in there with me as well, but it's too big a game. Um, right. Just got to make sure the selections are right. I mean, yeah. How, how do you go about that one? You know, do you make changes? Obviously, you want to keep a winning side, but you also want to. You, want to, you don't want to kind of over uh, overexert anyone. Would you be making many changes for your time? I wouldn't. I wouldn't in this. I think you've got to. The, the win is too important, so you've got to you've got to keep that side. If everyone's, if you know, and he's having a chat, the more they're all feeling good, uh, and are actually, and are, and are, you know, being honest, you know, being honest about that, then I'd, uh, I'd keep a, uh, you know, keep this keep keep the side very very similar. Okay, and then Scarlets are at home to Glasgow. So another tough game, isn't it? That, um, cool, that's a tough, especially after, you know, it's always, it's, it's very difficult, isn't it, when you've had a big win like that um, in the cup to then come back down off that high and play, you know, play against a Glasgow side. They're going to, they're going to need the win. Um it's going to be very unpopular if I say Glasgow to win that, but um, so I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm going to say Scarlets to win. Yeah, I, you know, I just think they've got to go. They've got to go. Got to go for that one again. You know, there's there's still so much to play for to try and get a uh, to try and get a home semi final. So. Big games, aren't they? Key they games. Are big games. Yeah, I think you're, you're kind of fighting war on a on a couple yeah. of fronts, but I think. How uh, good is it though that the cup is? You know. The cup games are still there. Yeah. When we don't have them, it's just because normally at this point in the season, you know, or you know, from kind of January onwards, we're we're kind of scratching around a bit. Yeah, we are scratching around a little bit. So it's it is fantastic. Absolutely agree. But yeah, I'm going to go for a Scarlet's win there too. Right, last one then: Benetton versus the Dragons in Italy. Um. Because I'm on the phone to you, I'm going to go Dragons. Dragons win. Yeah, come on. Okay, uh, I'd like to believe you, but I think it's going to be. God, that was you. Okay, it's <laughs> going to be a diff- it's going to be a difficult one. I think so. Uh, I don't know. I'd I'd uh, I'd hate to be wrong because I just think we need um, I just think we need a bloody win. Send those positive thoughts over. A couple of wins now, end of the season. Let's hope so. Let's absolutely hope so. Uh, right, that pretty much brings us to a conclusion for this week. Um, a couple of quick things to mention before we, before we, uh, before we wrap up. Thanks to all the the kind feedback we've had with regards to the the Phil Steele special uh, that we that we put out earlier in the week. Again, obviously, a big thanks to Phil for doing it. But uh, yeah, lots of people have got in touch with us and um, and have uh, have given us some very kind feedback, which 
you know we're, we're delighted for so again you know if you if you do enjoy it please leave us a review on itunes and we'll give you a shout out because those things make it a bit easier for uh for people to find us and um on that same vein one of our uh, one of our regular listeners liam thomas lent us a uh, a video which we put up on our facebook page um yesterday and that's been so so popular it's been our, by mile by 10 times our best performing ever video that we've had on there uh which is a really great video of the scarlet's fans singing flower of scotland in honor of uh, in honor of john barclay which is fantastic and we've i watched it about 100 times it's brilliant isn't it and <laughs> it is grown, great yeah and we've grown the page massively off the back of that as well so again what that means a big thanks to liam for letting us do that because it just means that people are able to find us that bit easier and it helps to spread the word of um of the podcast and you know we always say that we want this podcast to be about about all fans as well so the more people that are aware of it the better and finally the last plug we've got our special with david bishop coming out later on this week and as i've said a number of times you don't want to miss this one it is it's crazy it's foul mouth it's explosive it's emotional uh and it's got a fire alarm in the middle of it so you know it's <laughs> it really was an eventful morning so uh, yeah you're not going to want to miss that one that's coming out later in the week so make sure you stay tuned for that one that'll be out on thursday and uh, yeah hope you've enjoyed these specials and i hope you enjoyed this uh, this episode too uh, we'll chat to you very, very soon. As always, big thanks to our sponsors and make sure you log on to socoffeetrays.co.uk if you're a coffee lover. And uh, yeah, we will chat to you on Thursday. Thanks for listening.